How you, dog? I'm good, man. Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm not good. Yeah, I don't, give me, don't, give me the, don't give me the bullshit answer. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? What? I, um, I had a uh, department department faculty meeting over uh-huh. Zoom today, and then like they asked me, "It's like, oh, so Tuna, how you doing?" And like my like my default response was, "Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good." And I was like, "Well, why did I, why did I say that?" <laughs> I'm not doing good, but I'm not. I'm terrible. It's just that at, at work, at work you're like programmed to like not talk about personal stuff. Facts. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. You know, things. Oh, are no, good. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm cool. Meanwhile, My- I just want to go in the corner and cry. Bro, listen, dog. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Summer 16 Podcast, a podcast between two friends who met well in the summer of 2016. My name is Tunde, or Todd underscore seven, and I'm here with my dog, John Bowie. Every Wednesday, we'll have new episodes where we try to figure out how to combine our different views, our experiences, and our beliefs to talk about anything, and always we try to leave having learned something new. On today's episodes... On today's episode, uh, we'll kind of start by shooting the shit, and we'll kind of um, skip straight to current events, and then just have the AVM section for you. Today's episode is kind of short and sweet. Um, I think we're both not in the mental space to have a really long episode today, or this week. So, um, with that said, what's up with you, dog? Ooh, well... You already touched on it, man. Um, we did the bonus episode this past weekend. And I think, in a sense, it was really therapeutic for us uh, just to kind of get some of that off our chest. So I think for today's episode, we want to try to focus on a few positive things. Are you hearing all that in my background? Yeah, I can hear it. This is, this is a perfect segue. So, you know, in terms of what's going on with me, man, this like anybody who's turned on the news anywhere has seen the uh protests the riots everything going on and so this past weekend um it was all right outside my front door downtown san jose the folks that were um protesting but the police are shooting tear gas into the crowd like you could smell it from my apartment people are running past me needing to like throw milk in their eyes because they got gas in their face and stuff uh it was very jarring. I had never, you know, you see this kind of stuff on social media, but when you're like right there up close and personal, it's just different, man. We can kind of touch on it a little bit more later, but, uh, you know, um, I wanted to start uh, by sending a special shout out um, because also as a result of that episode or just, you know, people having a heart, um, I got a lot of love and a lot of positive feedback from folks, and uh, you did too, right? Like, what about you? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I had a couple people from um, my run club. They kind of reached out to me. Um, I can say their names. Uh, so my uh, friend Steve, friend Mia, kind of reached out to me um, just to see how I was doing, and I think that's just. A lot of people would say, you know, I don't know what to do, whatever. 
just just reaching out and saying, you know, where are you? Like, how's your mental health doing? Um, Thanks. That can go like a long way. Um, also, kind of read a letter that um, on the um, I guess the live IG that we did um, just now. Kind of read a letter from one of my students who kind of reached out this past weekend too, just to see how I was doing as well. So, um, I thought that was really cool of them to do. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really name drop per se, but you know, I had a few friends kind of just stop by my place and just check on me, see how I was doing. A few friends called me. I got some really heartfelt texts from a lot of different people. Uh, and all that stuff is just I- I- incredibly uh, moving, right? Uh, even even the people... Okay, so I guess another thing, right? I'm back on social media. I'm back on Instagram this month. Probably in a limited capacity because shit is just sensory overload. But, um, you know, I, I did a couple posts, right? My first one was saying, like, for anybody who's reached out, um, checked on somebody, you know, made their voice heard, you name it. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you. And I love you. And then the second uh, post that I made was um, for all my non-black friends who are staying silent, just know that, you know, I see you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not going unnoticed. And one of the interesting things that came from that is uh, I had a friend reach out and she was basically saying how, uh, you know, she wants to kind of be in, engage in the conversation, but she doesn't really know how, or she doesn't really know what to say. Um, and you know, honestly, knowing this person, you know, now for a couple of years, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I appreciated it. You know, it was honest; like it wasn't dismissive in any way. And uh, you know, I just tried to reiterate that, hey, you know, the fact that you're speaking up and you're not just staying silent or you want to know more, you want to get involved, you want to know the right way to go about it, you got the utmost respect for me. So um, it's, that's like real that, shit all day. A lot of times those conversations aren't aren't easy at all. Um, but like you said, you see the people who are staying silent. Thanks. Um, I'll go a step further. Like, I was kind of scrolling. I think a couple episodes ago, we had a conversation about a person that I, I kind of had a disagreement with on Facebook. Oh, right. And, and um, I talked about how I kind of unfollowed them on Facebook, but I didn't on Instagram. So, mm. last night... Okay, so wait a second. This is the person that was um, bashing Hillary... Or some shit, right? Like she was throwing. Yeah, he was. They were. They were throwing bars at Hillary, and it's just like, fam, like, fuck, is you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you know, last night we were all playing Call of Duty, and I had like a really bad headache, so I went to sleep kind of early. So because of that, I woke up really early this morning. I woke up like four forty or something like that, four forty five. Which, which is probably when I went to sleep. To be honest, I could not sleep yeah. at all last night. Yeah. So I didn't want to get out of bed just yet. So I was kind of scrolling Instagram. So usually I don't scroll that far. Like it's not like your stories. They're like yeah, the algorithm is set up to like the people you you interact with the most. They put those towards the front. So I started getting to the people whose stories I don't really see that often. And his was one of them. The stories or the posts? You said the stories. No, I mean, I meant just I meant the stories. Sorry. Okay. 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 So. Yikes! Here we go. <sighs> Here we go. 
he started posting stuff about like basically Trump is doing a great job with the with the protesters and 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 posting stuff about William Barr. I don't William Barr, if you don't know, he's the attorney general and he's blaming everything on Antifa as if there's possible there's no possibility of people on the, that are right right wing um that could be like you know trying to sidetrack the 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 protest. But I'm like at a time like this this is when you choose to like post your pro Trump stuff. And not saying not saying that you can't. Maybe maybe that's what you maybe that's what you um are you right over there? Do, do you hear all these sirens, bro? Yeah, I'm to make sure you're alright. I mean, I'm good, dog. But hold on, like, let me just peep outside because these are like we're gonna, the we're gonna leave this in the show, the, by the way. Yeah, we're keeping this in. Uh, you hear the police officers like on the mic and shit, right? Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Dog. Yo, they got the SWAT team, my guy. Are you kidding me? They got the black trucks. I swear to God, Tunde. Listen, bro. Okay, so, so, yo, listen. So, normally everything has been like right here on the main street, um, uh, like right in the heart of downtown. That's where a lot of the protests and everything have been going on. But everybody's heading towards the campus right now. Uh, I live right near San Jose State campus. My, it's like it was like six, seven dudes, like with the all black, like SWAT gear on, hanging off the side of the truck, just drove straight down my street. My guy, like this shit is real, bro. This shit is real. This is outside my window, my G. Hey. We gonna we gonna talk. We gonna get to more of this later. We gonna get to more of this later. But that's too real. Like these, okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, tri- I'm tripping. Right. Right. I'm tripping, bro. Um, this, this is nuts. Oh, um, you yeah, were talking so, about Antifa so, and yeah. Uh, so like, Barr. you can believe you can believe what you want to believe, right? But coming from my end, the way I'm feeling, I'm not trying to scroll past down my down my timeline or scroll Instagram and see some pro Trump shit. I'm just I'm just not. I'm I'm sorry. I can't. So, yeah. um, I had to go ahead and unfollow him there too. Why not? That, that that kind of kind of blew my morning this morning. Well, early as hell in the morning too, right? Like, man, I was not trying to see that. <sighs> Did I just derail your whole momentum? No, 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 no. That's all. That's all uh, I had. I just, I just. Uh, that I think, even past being silent, that's going in a whole other direction. Can I tell you one thing that's kind of like sitting sitting funny with me? Is like um, I don't know. Let's it's it's not necessarily just silence, but it's just like complete tone deafness is the best way I can describe it. Such that you know I got folks that's like posting a bunch of shit and they're like, oh, look, I walked my dog today and oh, look, I'm about to get on a boat and wow, look at this, these sunshine and rainbows and bubbly stuff. And that's all they're posting. It's not like this is mixed in with other shit. It's just like 
acting as if nothing is going on in the world. And if I'm being honest, like that shit kind of irks my spirit. Not because you're trying to still celebrate life and all that other good stuff, but like it's just a lack of awareness of everything that's kind of going around, going on around you and stuff. And it's like, I don't know, it, 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 it leaves you with a really uneasy feeling where I'm like, I mean, I guess in a sense that is still silence, right? Like, I you're just acting as I a... I completely understand. I completely understand. Like, this was, I think we talked about this on Friday. No, was it Friday? Friday. For the, for the bonus episode, yeah. And when I went, when I went running and then around the lake near my house and you had all these people just chilling around the lake sun tanning and and uh paddle boarding i'm just like it it must it must be nice to just not saying that they don't have any problems but it must be nice to like to just you know go outside and not have to worry about be oblivious to this shit yeah and not to worry about being a target because of your skin color it it must be it must be nice I'm nice. going to go a step further, bro. It's not just nice. It's a fucking privilege, right? Like, yeah. it's a fucking privilege like to, to be able to wake up this morning and be like, oh, it's Monday again. Let me get my coffee and go about a regular goddamn Monday. It's like, nah, B. Like, I mean, I, we talked about it on the live. Like, I, I woke up. I also foolishly got on Instagram looking at people's stories first thing in the morning. And I'm seeing other videos of police officers throwing protesters around, you know, busting out windows and snatching people out their cars and shit. Oh, that's, and, that's, uh, two, that's two officers got fired, by the way. Yeah, whatever. They'll get they, they're whatever. Yeah, oh, fired. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, and I, I had a, a good friend of mine, uh, that I went to school with and you know they they had posted something that I thought was really moving and I was just like you know put like I don't know the 100 or the hearts or some shit and she just asked me if I'm doing all right and man I'm not I was not and that shit just wrecked my whole like even just the fact that she did that like I was moved all the stimulus that I'm getting and like you know like the the Denzel from Glory Tear fell bro like and I'm tired of that shit man like that's just exhausting, bro. And I'm sitting here having to call into a work meeting with a motherfucking tear coming down my eyes. I'm like, just put me on mute, G, because if these motherfuckers hear me sniffling, like, I'm going to have an attitude, bro. I'm going to have an attitude. That's just a lot, man. It is. Uh, I know that um, here at the University of Washington, at least, they, uh, they're allowing, like, the schools, I guess, um, like center for, I don't know, like the, I don't know what the equivalent for this school would be, but at the school I teach at, it's called the, um, like the, like the basically the disability services, where like if you have a disability, you can go and say, I need extra time for this exam, and then I have to accommodate whatever your disability is. Mm-hmm. So, not saying being black is a disability, but, um, <laughs> They're saying, they say that for the rest of the quarter, uh, if any, you know, students of color need any extra time for anything, that you should accommodate them. Wow. Um, which I think is huge because... That's, that is huge, yeah. Like, like who, wants to, who wants to worry about, you know, I got to turn in this paper or take this exam tomorrow when I've been up all night thinking about, you know, the state of Bruh. our country. 
serious like no serious like we talked about this end of last week but i'm over here like you know i had even i had messaged my my boss friday morning and i'm like hey man like trying to crank this thing out for this deadline um you know, this is where my status is. I'm going to try to power through, work through the weekend, right? And so this is, this is like I said, Friday morning. And then I go, I just walk down the street to get lunch. I see, you know, one guy standing outside with a Justice for George Floyd sign. I'm like, appreciate you, fam. Like, good, good shit. And an hour later, like, all the big protests that started being pro, uh, put on CNN and shit are happening right outside. And so I hear a bunch of noise and stuff. I kind of pop out, look outside. I see people running back talking about they just got tear gassed and stuff. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. What is going on? Let me be honest with you, Tunde. It was a Friday. Um, it's really hard to work when you got all that shit going on outside and you know what it's about, right? Like, how am I just going to be sitting here pretending like nothing's going on? Like, I, I ain't got the focus like that because, you know, I got a part of me that wants to be out there and, you know, making my voice heard. And then I got my parents calling me saying, stay your black ass in the house um, because these streets are getting out of control. Uh, and all weekend, this kind of stuff is going on. Like, you even still can hear it going on in the background today. And, man, like. I need it. I need me an extension. Like, hey, hey, boss, uh, let me get a, a couple extra days to get this delivered. Um, but shoot, like, I don't. It's hard to have that conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what I was thinking that. So somebody, I saw somebody say, "Oh, I was during work today. I, I mentioned that I had a." like the, the faculty like zoom call or whatever and one of my coworkers said something to the effect of maybe you know this this these protests will be like the change that it need that will make everyone kind of wake up and i hate to be a pessimist yikes come on man but i i remember marching during uh in twenty in twenty fourteen, uh, for Mike Brown. Okay. I remember all the marches that happened in twenty sixteen when Trump was elected. Like, I feel like it's people. People get mad at protesters who like who are angry and they, like they they break stuff and they burn stuff. We you know you know what that brings though. Change. Uh, it's changed, but also brings attention. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's that's a better way. Of, yeah, it's more accurate. Yeah. So, as soon like as soon as like the ratings go away and it's not you know profitable to to show like all the protests, I guarantee you the same is going to happen. Happen with Mike Brown, or or the the, the fake trial or whatever, not even a trial of Darren Wilson. Like, yeah. once the media forgets about it, everyone's going to go back to status quo. Yeah. And then um, Trevor Noah said something to um, to the effect of, um, it's it's horrific what, what, what happened to George Floyd, but think about all the other, you know, black men and women who, 
who've had knees in their neck, but they did, but they didn't die. Mm. Like sure, sure. That's sure. what we like. That's also what we need to be, you know, trying to change as well. Yeah, yes, yeah. This, this has been sensationalized because you know, basically, his death was caught on camera. But right, there, there have been plenty of people who have been rendered unconscious, but may, maybe survived. Like if George Floyd survived, we wouldn't. Be, none of this would have happened. But it was, still would have been sure. one hundred percent wrong what happened to him. Exactly. So I don't know. It's just. I'm 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 really trying not to be pessimistic because but I just feel like eventually we're gonna go back to status quo and and the people who care will and the people who don't they'll go back to doing exactly what they what they were doing before. That's just like uh, I saw something on there talking. About, it was like a it was like a text conversation between. Like two two chicks and they're like, oh my god, like we should go, we should go protest. Like, oh, like oh my god, girl, like I'm, I need my protest outfit. Like, and, and they're doing it like, oh, let me bring my camera so we can get some good pictures and stuff. It's like you're missing the point here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, is that's not what this is about. And you know, here let's 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 we're gonna we're gonna kind of jump a little yeah. deeper into this stuff in a second. Um, what, uh, we gotta, we gotta update our, uh, our listeners on our, uh, half marathon Monday, uh, stuff, bro. Uh, do you want to break right. the news? It, it's, break it's, the news? it's, it's done. Finito. When we first started this, we said we were going to <laughs> keep doing it as, as, as long as we felt like doing it. Yeah. Right. And I think we yeah. we've done it's was seven, eight times, you know, collectively in a row. We haven't between the two of us, we haven't missed a week. Between the two uh, of us, we have not missed a week. Yes. But one, uh, I, me personally, I I ran I ran my first two hundred mile month. In, in I mean that's in, that's in ins- that's insane. That's insane. Um. So I finished up my run on Saturday. Uh, my knee was kind of sore. I was like, let me take a break. Um, yesterday from running. My knee feels fine, so I'm, I'm fine. I could I could have ran a half today, but to be honest, I think I, I tweeted about this this past weekend. Like I when I used to run, I used to have like I used to run for it as a release. It was therapeutic. Like I would run right. and I would like I would even though I had music, I wouldn't really pay attention to the music as much. But especially if I had something like on my mind or I was, you know, sad about something, I would just run and then like I would work through my thoughts as I ran. Uh, the last couple of weeks with I think it, it was like week after week after week, like three weeks in a row. It was it was Ahmaud Arbery, then then it was Beyonce Taylor, and then and then it was George Floyd. Like Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Running no longer brings me like, like just the release. peace, solace. Peace, yeah, yeah. it There's doesn't no like it, peace, man. Yeah, it's it's. I do it because it's like a physical activity that I feel like I can't go to the gym. Like if if the gyms are open, I I quit running right now. Not quit, mm. but like I take a yeah. break from it. Like I yeah. go lift and go play basketball, but I can't yeah. do that. So I want to stay active. So I'm just gonna you know run when I can. That's my thing for June. Run, run, run when you feel like it. Um, yeah. No, that's real, dude. Honestly, for me, uh, 
you know, I did have that moment, you know, a couple weeks back where I was just kind of more worried about my health um, and things like that, just kind of doing some self-inventory and just checking on things. And I realized that, you know, I had been really negative affected by sitting down a lot without like good proper ergonomic chairs. I actually went into my job and, and took my chair from work and brought it home. Um, and it's been a huge difference, but there was a, there was a week that I was kind of processing that. Um, and then exactly like you said, man, like I've been just drained, bro. Like exhausted to the point where like, it, it's hard for me to motivate myself to just be like, Oh, let me go do a long run and, you know, you know, pound the pavement and get out this frustration. It's just like, nah, I'm gonna just sit in it. But this one last, the last week I tried to switch it up a little bit. And so I've actually been doing some of the headspace runs mm -hmm. through the headspace app. And so those are more intentional runs, 20 minutes, nothing crazy. Maybe, you know, I think you can go like 15 to 25 minutes. And so I did like my first couple of those this past week. And mm -hmm. that's been, that's been like the kind of the therapeutic that you're describing for me, but it's yeah. almost more about getting outside of yourself or not even getting outside yourself, but more so just like, what do you smell? What do you, what do you feel like? Okay. Run a little bit faster. How does that change make your body feel and run a little bit slower? And, and you can kind of let go of all that other weight that you're carrying around. And even just for those 20 minutes or so, like it's been really helpful but I mean, shoot, even after that, I'm still, I just emotionally gassed, right? Yeah. Um, what I will say is, uh, I think also Callie and I ordered a Peloton. Oh, y'all ordered the bike? Yeah. So Ooh. it should be here uh, sometime in June. So I'm going I thought they to. Were all like, I thought they were all like crazy back ordered. Yeah, I mean, I think we ordered it like two two weeks ago now, so it's gonna take like a five week to get here. Did you get some Peloton stock with that? No, I was thinking about buying some though. Um, I was looking at the, I was looking at the Robinhood, and the, I think over the past, I, I think six no since May. Since yeah, since it, it, it's gone up like ten percent, something crazy. Yeah, like it's it's cracking, G. Yeah, so they went crazy because of quarantine, bro. I was thinking about it. Um, not quite sure if I should pull that trigger yet. It's kind of high right now, bro. Yeah, it's kind of high wait. right now. So, um, but yeah, so maybe I can replace my all my running with that. Um, I am still kind of competitive. I like to see metrics and numbers and compare those to other people. So yeah. maybe that, that I can replace some of my running with that. Cause that'll give me a chance to catch up what, with my running, running, with my, with my <laughs> running shit. My, one of the trainers at the gym, um, uh, that I work at or the, the gym at my job that I haven't been able to go to in 70 something days. Um, she put a, she put a recovery plan together for me. And so, um, I've just been trying to strengthen like those, those assistive muscles, feet and glutes and hamstrings and ankles and things like that. Yeah. Um, cause th that's like a underrated part of all this stuff too, is just the maintenance on your body and strengthening certain things. Cause that's what'll, that's what'll take you out before any sort of distance or time, you know? Yeah. Uh, last thing I'm also, 
um, want to get back into yoga as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, my doppelganger, my doppelganger, Michael B. Jordan, uh, posted that. Uh, that that <laughs> shut up. <laughs> my doppelganger posted that thing of him being Zen in the garden or whatever. So yeah, I also got to channel that energy for me when I'm meditating and all that shit. Yeah. Like and and speaking of, I know we talked about this off air, but talked about you starting your starting your uh, your plant journey. Yeah, man. Uh, I was gonna have that be a secret tune day. That was just between us, bro. Like, come on, bro. Damn, you ain't even send me the. You ain't even send me the documents yet, bro. Like, I got you. I got you. I actually, that's on my um to do list on my phone. I'm over here with a little bit of dirt. I got a suck. (laughs) I got. I got some succulent seeds, um, over here on my counter, bro. It's hard to kill succulents, right? Yeah, uh, I would go succulents, or you can go like a, a. um, a snake plant to start out That's with. A, ain't that what you just bought? Nah, I changed my mind. I got a monstera. A uh, monstera. Does anybody know what the hell he's talking about out there? A uh, monstera. This this is the fake one. But I got a monstera. It's one of these with that with the holes in it. Oh wow! Yeah, but it's like a giant one. Doug, honestly, I want an outdoor garden though because I want to be that guy in overalls sitting in the dirt. Like that's listen, what I want. Listen. I want that That's too. what I want. I want that so bad. I used to remember growing up, my mom used to make us go to her garden and like pull out weeds by hand. Yeah, she's like, I, I'm not using like like you know weed killer on my on my garden. And Facts. she like grow, she grew all her own vegetables. She oh, still wow. does. She still grows. She still grows today. Um, tomatoes and and bell peppers. That would be that would be us with um with uh, my grandma. Like she's, you know, her 90th birthday was about a month ago now. And, you know, um, unfortunately, her all her brothers and sisters have now passed uh, in light of the quarantine. And, you know, the final one just passed with uh, Corona recently. Um, And so she's the last one left. And the one thing she does to just pass the time and keep herself busy, she's just in the garden every single day. And I can remember like just running around or picking weeds and helping her out like it's 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 so amazing you know what i'm saying like the stuff you did as a kid the stuff you did as a kid bro, like, yes like like it can't for any plants or or a garden or maintaining a lawn like it takes patience dog a lawn is torture bro <laughs> having to cut the grass without a bag on it bro and then have to rake that stuff up Nah, nah. Haze. I, I mean, I did Haze. as a kid. As a kid, Haze. Yeah. Uh, Haze. I would not be doing that as an adult. I would buy all this. I'm buying a blower. <laughs> right, all of that. G. Yeah. Like the I guy across the street, this old guy across the street from us, he has like one of those push mowers with like just the blades on it. Oh, like the little circular joints. Yeah. Because it's good for the planet and shit. Nah, I'm good. I'll pass. I'm all about convenience. Zen, Zen Tunde needs to uh Zen Tunde needs to get one of them joints, bro. Fuck it. Why am I playing? I need to get a yard first before I talk about <laughs> my fucking my fucking uh getting getting a lawnmower, but you know, once one step at a time, my G. One step at a time. Let's let's get let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Um insecure, dog. Did you watch it last night? When did you watch it? You watched I it? watched it 
And that, remember, I, I went to sleep early because I had ache. But, oh, uh, true. I watched it this morning after after my class. Mm. Let's talk uh, about it, bro. Let's talk about it. Okay, this is episode nine, I, right? Yeah. I Epi- uh, Episode nine? Yeah, yeah, episode nine. If we not, get it whatever, wrong. Whatever. We get it wrong every week. It's fine. It's it's two episodes left after this episode. I know that much. Oh, so it's episode. That means it's episode eight. Then we saw episode eight. Uh, talk talk about it. Talk about I, it. I I really enjoy this episode. Um, okay, because because there was sex in it. Mm, not necessarily. I just you know since the since the since the the show started, we came in. When Issa and Lawrence were like already like at a bad place in their relationship, yeah. episode one, so we never got to see like them happy together. Yeah, and I think like we I mean we always knew they had like chemistry and they like had like little corny inside jokes, but mm-hmm. we never like saw them like like together together. Well, yeah. We saw them like in like their relationship in turmoil, so it was mm-hmm. kind of good to to see like. Not saying they, they they've come full circle because I'm not you know that naive, but um, I just think that it was it was good to kind of see how they might have been before episode one, season one. Yeah, no, that's that's actually an interesting point because like uh, you know I I think it really kind of demonstrated them as friends. You know what I'm saying? Like how they just they just click, man. Like and I think a lot of it stemmed from that that question of, you know, would you guys have been together still if she didn't cheat? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, that's still such a a topic for me to try to unpack in my own head if I were to be in that situation, how I would feel, because it hasn't happened. But, you know, it's undeniable. Like, he loves that girl, G. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at the same time, I couldn't help but think that he was going to get the fuckboy police called on him because he had Candola, Candola uh, on the other line at the ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's had a good date with Shorty. Like, it's late night, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm probably not going to get none over here. Like, yeah, Shorty, I can still pull up. Like, what's good? And I don't see the problem with that because no, she, no, no, no. she, I'm not she already, because yeah. Condola already said this is this isn't going this isn't really going anywhere, and her and her friends already made it clear that you're just like a fuck friend basically. So yeah. if that's if that's what I am, that's what I want to treat you as. Like I know my my boundaries with you, and it's there. Yeah, I guess. I guess the one thing that was, I guess I was just trying to understand, like, was he just trying to hang out with her just because he missed her, or to, like, oh. was it to apologize? What, like, oh, you said- I don't know if I, under- no, no, uh, Lawrence, because like, Lawrence hit her up, but you know, it still got Candola on the other line while he's hanging out with her. Like, what was his goal? I guess, or maybe there wasn't one, and maybe I'm overthinking it. But like, I thought from the text, I thought that. Condola wanted to talk to him because I was what my friend said. What if Condola's pregnant and she needs to talk to him? And he was like, Oh, we didn't talk Tuesday. It's tonight still good for you to come talk. 
they'll, they'll, think, they'll think it maybe it's not maybe it wasn't a sex thing. Mm, nah, I think it was still a sex thing, bro, because they had had the whole night together, and then he still hit her, like stepped out the room to call her up, like, I mean, I can still come through. What's good? Maybe, maybe he doesn't know it's not a sex thing, but he's acting as if it's a sex thing, right? Yeah, maybe. Let me ask you this. Oh, maybe. Uh -oh. maybe. Oh shit! Oh shit! No, no, have no. You, have you ever? Have you ever been in that situation? Where you're on a date with one person, and then you're like, "All right, after I drop Shorty off, I'm gonna slide through this other woman's crib." Be honest. Uh, I was on a date with a Shorty, or and then I came back, or just or just hanging. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say, don't lie, because I've definitely. Yeah, like, I know. You're looking I'm... at me like you're looking at me like there was that wasn't that was a rhetorical question in your mind. Because like, everyone's done it, like like men and women, like at least once in their life. Not not saying you had sex with like you know either Both person, people. but like yeah, you yeah, you yeah. definitely you definitely hung out with more than one person in one night. Yeah, and but I guess the difference, as I look at it, is you know somebody with that level of intimacy. Like I I, I find I found that like they were. What am I saying, bro? Like, fuck it. Dudes is dudes, bro. Like, he could have had a great time with Issa. He could have been like, man, like, I remember all the good times we had. I care about you so much. I still care about you so much. And still just be like, oh, but nothing's happening. And I'm about to go pull up on Shorty. Because we, we aren't anything. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I'm not even going to put that just on dudes. No, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big facts. I'm I'm pretty sure there's been times I've gone out with a woman and she's been like, "Well, hey, it was nice hanging out with you." And then she called the next dude and like come through and clap these cheeks. So big facts. Oh we. And meanwhile, I just yeah. you over there, you over there uh, <laughs> watching YouTube videos on <laughs> how to be more charming. <laughs> oh man, oh, the stories man. I could tell. Boy, listen, we are gonna get to them too. Oh, don't you so, worry. Don't you worry. So, uh, did you did you get the callback? The callback. Uh, what, what call? I don't. Maybe I missed when, it. When, when Issa was in the hot, when he's in the apartment, and said, "Can I use the bathroom?" That goes back to to season two when Lawrence came over to get his stuff from Issa's house and said, "Can uh -huh. I use your bath?" When I said, "Can I use your bathroom?" Uh huh. And then he came out and then they ended up having sex. That was the last time, that's the last time they had sex. And then oh, he had sex with her, and then he just like got up and just left. Oh shit! What you got like a Rolodex of uh, insecure knowledge? What the hell? No, I just th that like okay. So I don't know if you remember that scene. Basically, like he, it seemed like he just fucking used her. Like he bent yeah. her over, like fucked her, and just yeah. like flipped his pants up and just walked out. Yeah, that was that was hella disrespectful. I think the episode was hella disrespectful, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe yeah, but th that that scene kind of kind of stuck in my mind for some reason. But because he, I don't know, he just said, can I use the bathroom? And I was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. And, he out, and then he basically fucked her and then, but. Bye. Bye. So when Issa said, can I use your bathroom? I was like, oh, she about to, she about to walk out of the bathroom naked. I, I definitely, I definitely thought he was about to turn around and she was going to be like, get this work. I mean, she did, but not in the same way. Like, uh. Yeah, you know, it was 
I, I, I can say this. I thought the episode was good. I thought it was a good episode. It was entertaining. I did enjoy, like, oh, bruh, when she walked into the club and fell like that, bruh, <laughs> literally laughed out loud. Like, literally laughed uh, out loud. My favorite that shit's was, incredible. My favorite part was the TSA dude when she ran into him. Oh, bruh. Because he's just like, what up, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we like, like, used to do our thing. I was like, this dude is ain't got no apologies. And Lawrence played this super cool, G. Like, I would like to think I would take the same. Maybe I would like to think that. I would like to think that. But I mean, also, I'll say this. So I think I could play it cool like that because Buddy wasn't disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think no, he, he was wasn't. disrespectful with it. He was just a goofball, and it's almost like. And Lawrence was right. Like I can laugh at you because, like, oh, you was fucking with this dude. Like that's funny as hell. Like, cause he's a nice guy, but like he's a cornball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but there have been times in my life I can tell you right now that I have not been cool because motherfuckers do have like a much more of a, you know, impolite, you know, sort of interaction. And I'm like, all right, buddy. So if if we gonna if we gonna get on that, like, I don't need to fuck with you, bro. Like. And I'm gonna be looking at Shorty like, why you got me in this situation dealing with this bullshit? Check your boundaries with motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, but to be, to be fair, he did ask how they knew each other. Oh, well, I mean, but that was after he already like peeped game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. he was trying to hit him with the hot handshake, and he was like, girl, we know each other better than that. <laughs> like, like, oh, do you? I, oh, 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 you do, do you? Oh, you do, do you? Oh. Uh. Oh, man, that was funny, yo. We we haven't have we have we covered any relationship shit on the podcast yet? What do you mean? Have we like gone in any sort of relationship lane so yeah. far in the podcast? Yeah. Have we? I guess we did uh, cheating. The, the cheating, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, we talk about it so much off mic. Oh, I don't yeah, know. True. true. And you know, to be fair, I wasn't in a place to do much talking on it for a minute, but. Uh, we're going to have some shit to talk about, bro. We have some shit to talk yeah. about. Yeah. It sure is. Yes, sure it is. is. Sure is. But yeah, Insecure. Um, looking forward to the next episode when her and Molly kind of hash their things out. I don't think it's going to go well, bro. Probably not, but who cares? I, I mean, I care. I, I care, but I mean... What do you I'm care? Still not, I'm still not Team Molly, so. Me either, bro. And honestly, like, okay, so maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm looking at it from the promo and stuff, dealing with Andrew, and Andrew's sitting there like, he's like, obviously I'm on your side, but, you know what I'm saying? And as soon as you say that sentence, it's like, how do you tiptoe that landmine, which is, like, I think Andrew recognizes that Molly is tweaking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just to try to, uh, you know, try to see if Molly's open to doing things a different way or being open to, like, seeing her own flaws. Like, that can be so hard sometimes. And I can think about even in my own experience, just kind of not just blindly agreeing with your partner, but trying to talk about what's, quote unquote, right and wrong. I can see that also being a big smoke session. I got a story about that. Oh, yeah. Get it off, bro. Get it off. I don't know why. Okay, so I remember one time, like, <laughs> I had an ex, right? And 
in my opinion, I don't think I don't think that she really knew how to like kind of talk to people, sure. especially when especially when like when uh when when, when met with confrontation. Mm-hmm. So, me me personally, in metal conversation, I try to choose my words very carefully. Sometimes I don't get them out fast enough because I'm choosing my words that carefully. Yeah, for sure. And and she would be like the polar opposite. And you know, in our relationship, that's something that that uh, I I try to address with her. Like, watch yeah. how you talk. To, like, watch how you talk to me. Yeah, facts. And, then, and then so then like I remember she had like a blow up of one of her friends, and that she's like you know you know like in relationships. Let me tell you what so and so said, right? Right. Oh so, shoot! Oh man! So she's like, so she's telling me like explain me the the whole situation. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And she's like, can you believe she told me I don't know how to talk to people? I'm like, yeah, don't say. What? What? She said that to you. <laughs> No, <laughs> she said that to you. Hmm. 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 Like I was like, I was like, I don't know. It sounds familiar. Ah. How did you dodge that landmine, bro? I I ignored it. Fuck that. You ignored it. You just let it go. You didn't. You didn't bring it up. No, I'm not getting between. Like, no, 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 no. But no, you, I, did you bring it up with her later? Because it's still an issue you had for yourself, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Between us two, yeah, but I'm not I'm not stepping between two women. No. Oh, big facts. Oh no, big facts. Leave that alone, bro. Yeah, you, you can't you get away from that part. Because if I if I demean your friend and or say something bad about your friend and y'all make up, nope, I'm good. Smoke, smoke. And if you don't have her back at the time, smoked, smoked. Yep. Yeah, dog. Honestly, like that's such a. I think I know the. Uh, situation that you're referring to in the in the person and everything but like uh you know i know for me that is such like a a, a big thing is like how you talk to people and stuff like and it's hard to be like it's hard to like have your own sort of personal things that you want to work on with someone else but then recognizing how they interact with others and then they're trying to like vent and you're just like ah. Uh, like, okay, I'm going to let you, you know, kind of come off of your emotional high, but, like, you're not right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's definitely some stuff that needs to be changed, addressed, and worked on from, you know, my, you know, coming from a place of love. But it's just like, ooh, when you talk to people, talk to me nice, G. When you talk to people crazy, like, that's just never going to go well. And I don't know. My ego is... What, what Fab said? I don't. I don't um, receive that talk, shit well. Talk to, talk to me nice, or don't talk to me twice. Hey, hey, real shit, bro. Like I just have such a low tolerance for that shit. I don't know what is it. What? what, what? Yeah, I don't. Like, cause I, you I eat. Get... Like you, I, I feel like as 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 like no nonsense as I feel like I am. I feel like you are even more so. Like if motherfuckers talk to you crazy, it's like, nah. nope. Nope. I don't, nope. Get, I don't get who you are. What is that though? Like, what is like, that? Like, your tone. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think just because I look at how, not saying everyone has to be like me, but sure. like, I will not continue a conversation for a long time just because, one, I'm, I'm a firm believer of once you say something to someone, you can't take it back. Facts. So, um, 
I've had people in arguments or disagreements say things to me, and later on, they are like, "Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't mean it." No, you, you meant it. You fucking you meant used, that shit. Hell yeah. yeah. You just, you just, you just wish you didn't say it. So, nice. so now, now I know how you really feel. So yeah. Yeah. So, um. So because I, I've, I've been in that situation before. On the other end of me saying some things like. In, in the heat of the moment, like yeah, like terrible things, and then like kind of hurtful, the, hurtful and, things, and, hurtful, yeah, hurtful things, things that basically ended a relationship. I was like, you know what? Oh, I you. So wait, wait. So you've said things like terrible, hurtful things that have ended a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I felt like really, really bad, and I couldn't take it back. So, Facts. Facts. so like, look, I need to be from going forward. I need to be super mindful about how I speak to people. Honestly, dog, now that now that you mentioned that, bro, like if I'm being honest with myself, too, like I think I've been in that exact same place. Like I can think of like a past relationship that I've been in um, where, you know, in my own like immaturity and in my own like, I don't know, place of hurt or whatever the fuck it is. Like I've said some things and I'm just like, yo, like this is definitely going to hurt the other person. Now, mind you, I don't. I don't necessarily think I hit below the belt per se, but I'll definitely, like, I can definitely say cold things, you know, like I can be cold, I can say cold things, and I can let it be very known where I stand. You know, I'm not going to bring your mama into it. I'm not going to bring your childhood and all that shit. But like, I will tell you in very plain English that I don't fuck with you and have no desire to fuck with you. And, you know, part of me, you know, kind of like you said, like, being on the the delivering end is one of those things where like I need to look at my damn self and be like, what does that say about me that I'm talking to people like that? Yeah. Um, but then when I'm on the receiving end, it's like, huh, you got me what they like to call uh, fucked up. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. shit, that shit, like, and you know, I do like to believe that I'm like forgiving, and I try to be like, oh no, no, no. But you said it perfectly, bro. Like, nah, you meant that shit. Yeah. In every way, you meant that shit. Like, and sure, like, the only thing you're really sorry for is that I heard it and you can't take it back. Exactly. But I know where you stand. I know where you stand and I know how you view me. And if that's inconsistent, then it's hard for me to find peace with that, bro. It's hard for me to find peace. Yeah. Um, And I'm also like a, a big believer in like introspection and like trying to better yourself so like so once like i saw like how i could hurt someone just with like saying words oh you know you know let me let me go forward yeah and like i said i choose my words no especially when i'm mad like i choose my words very carefully yeah so. And, and I don't know if I'm perfect. Like, I can definitely uh, get on my emotional, like, bell curve. Like, I can get there quick. I think I just run hot naturally. Um, but I I can think about, like, any arguments that I would have. Like, I, I, don't, I don't do the personal shots. Like, I, I just can't. I just don't play in that realm. Because at the end of the day, like... Most of the time you're arguing, it's not necessarily because you hate the other person. It's because you have a disagreement and you might not be talking about it in the best way. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, 
in the back of my mind, I don't dislike the person. I just disagree with them. So it never really comes to a point where I need to to personally attack you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, let's let's bring it back to like insecure, right? So like okay. when Molly and and Issa had that like blow up after the the block party, and like Molly's like, "Oh, you're just a fucking user." I'm like. Yeah, bro. So that's what you really think of me? Yes, exactly. Even if they make up, right? I would be thinking the whole time, like, every time we interact, like, so you really think I'm a user, huh? Like, I couldn't get it out. I would not be able to get it out of my head. Big facts. Big facts. And it is such an easy thing to just slip back into. Because next time you're mad, I know know what what you're going to use to fight with. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. No, that's a that's the perfect example, bro. That's the perfect yeah. example, and it's and and so it, you know even looking forward to this episode, right? And and like what? I mean, I'm trying to understand what sort of constructive conversation could be had for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you yeah. how do you come back from something like that? Like, I know what you really think of me, and as much as you try to tell me, like. Oh no, I don't really think you're a user. I think that, you know, you have used people before and you know, that's just not fair and it's my own fault that I said these things. It's like, what do you say? Like fuck what? Like that's your truth. Like she that was her truth and that's why she said it. I'm I'm trying and to I'm, think of any friendship I've had that where I've had a blow up like that and we've be, like got past it. I don't think I've had one. Man. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't honestly, dog, yeah. I'm trying to like, think. Like, well, like have, okay, like we have disagreements with friends, but like hell yeah. Like, like to that level I'm screaming at you and, and calling you like names. Uh, yeah, bro. Like and I'm trying to think, like, what's the worst, maybe, like, the worst fight that I've had with somebody that I have come back from? Or, like, who would those people be? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I'm trying to think of, like, the worst, like, with friends, like, the worst things that I might have said. Like, oh, you're childish? You're being childish? Or you're being petty? Or, like, that's completely unfair? Like, or I just think your your opinion is bullshit? I'll tell somebody, like, I think your opinion is bullshit. But that's still not like, that's still not like, I think you're a shitty person. Yeah. And mind you, I, I don't think I would do that today because like I'm, I'm much more mature now than I have been ever in any point yeah. in my life. Yeah, but, so that's like. But that's still, like... none of that is like so in, incriminating to someone's or a character, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's just what I was going to say. You're not like beating up somebody's character. Yeah. <sighs> Nah, couldn't be me. I'm like, yo, uh, fuck that meeting. I'm, I'm good. I, listen, yeah. if, if I'm East, I'm like, listen, I done got me some. Look, I'm good so to go. I got that whole thing back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still friends with Kelly and whatever uh, her other friend's name is. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got a direction in her life that she's trying to go. Like, listen, Shorty, I'm going that way. Like, I'm trying to vibrate higher. Facts. Like, you keep that miserable shit over there, Shorty. Oh, we. And, and, and obviously, Molly is like, 
her like blowing up and having like situations like that is not exclusive to just Issa, as we saw the last episode. Facts. Maybe that's why they did that too, like just to kind of demonstrate that it's not just a one person thing; it's a, a character thing. Yeah. Okay, so then check this out, right? Let's check check this out then. Like Molly called the therapist. You know what I'm saying? Um, like she's obviously open to working on herself. Right, she's open to trying to vibrate on a higher plane. Um, is there is there space in that to then say like, oh, you know, maybe there is a chance to come back from this? Yeah, for sure. With, yeah, with Issa, with Issa. I mean, if I was in issues, like if you're if you're genuinely trying, then sure. Would I ever like? Would I forget? No, because that that'd be foolish of me. Sure, but so, is that what? But that's not what forgiveness is, right? Like, forgiveness doesn't mean you forget about things. Okay, so this is interesting because, like, I I I think about this a lot. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean you forget, right? Yeah. But let's be honest, dog. You and I in in the past, shit. What is it? Four or five years now that we've known each other. Uh huh. We've gotten arguments before. Would yeah. you agree? Can you yeah. remember any of them? Can you remember any of them? That one time where, where, where I got drunk and slapped the Doritos at your head. Oh, nigga. <laughs> I will never forgive you for that. I will never forgive you for that. See, that's not forgiveness. See, that's, that's, that's still making my point because I for not forgive you. And for anyone listening, for anyone listening, Tunde is absurd. He's absurd. And that's why you broke your phone that night because you were out of body. Uh, I don't even know where we were or what we were doing, but I know was, we ended up. I, I, it was July Fourth weekend. It was twenty sixteen. No, twenty sixteen July Fourth weekend. Twenty sixteen was it? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, and we went to the, went to some club, right? And yeah. I don't know how many shots I had that night. All I know is, so all I know is, shots. in the Uber, like. We're at John's, house, John's place, and then I'm like, uh-huh. I go downstairs, and then I'm like, I go to my car, and you already called an Uber, and you guys like, I'm coming down. I was like, bring me a shot. You, you, guys, you guys poured half of it, like, Ziploc bag. a Ziploc bag, half of it, and said, here's your shot. I'm like, what am I do with this? So I bit this the, the corner of my bag and I'm sipping it like oh <laughs> that was Uber. genius by the way that was, was genius by the way to put it in a Ziploc bag but no the story in question is such that at the end of the night I the remember when broken hit, like, was it already broken yeah I broke in the club you were out of body that whole time um oh that was like one of the parties we went to that like somebody had hosted and we just kind of went to support or some shit maybe because it was a club that we didn't usually go to it was a it was an off night but we end up at a 7-eleven and we are on some drunk shit like and being completely silly but like not hurting nobody and so naturally i'm feeling myself i had a good ass night you know what i'm saying and i go and i get some flaming hot cheetos and then I put the nacho cheese on them joints because I'm about to go to work on these chips. And I come over getting ready to uh, I come over getting ready to check out. And two days, see, I got the bag of chips already open. So he reaches his hand to just grab my chips. Didn't ask for nothing. He just reaches <laughs> his hand in my bag of chips and was like, what is this? And slaps the bag out my hand. <laughs> Bruh, well, I have never been madder. <laughs> 
at any point in my life. And no, that's not forgiveness. I listen, have not forgiven listen, for that. I was so drunk, right? So <laughs> so in 7-Eleven, they have like they had like a chip stand like on the on the cashier. I took all the chips and just smacked them on the floor. Yes. And the, the guy's like, for real? <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, leave, get, get out. I'm like, no. I'm not getting out. I have, I have cheese on my hands. <laughs> you, were so so upset. you were so upset after I was like, bruh, like, I put cheese on my chips. Like, why are you so angry? I don't know. I was just. Oh, oh bruh. You were just. You were just. Out of body, and I had a hangover out of this world that next day too. Yeah, you were you were toe up, bro. And the day after that, I had to run out there at a uh, race too. Oh, mm-hmm. keep race. that. See, no, no, no. So in this in this situation that we're trying to describe, no, that is not forgiveness, and I have not forgotten. However, <laughs> I'm sure that we've had arguments before, where like we have disagreed very strongly, but yeah. like you know. I don't think I could sit here and like recount any of those things because yeah, like yeah. I think our relationship yeah, is strong yeah. such that like that you know you've forgotten that stuff. Um yeah. now I can also confidently say that I don't think either of us have ever talked to each other to that level of you know disrespect but yeah. still it's forgiveness nonetheless, right? It's still forgiveness but if you call me a user I'm not going to forget that. Cuz those cause that stinks like a lot. Like, if, for instance, for instance, like, if you said, if I said, let's say, I mean, you have an honest conversation, right? Yeah. And I say, yeah. you know, one thing that, like, bothers me and keeps me up at night is that I'm, I'm just, hypothetically, uh, okay. I'm, I'm sad that, you know, my dad was never in my life, right? And then uh, it, 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 it begin an yeah. argument. And you're like, you're like, that's why you don't got no dad. I'm like, for real? Yo. Damn, bro. You think I'm ever gonna forget that? Never in a million years. Never. Never. It's but then it's like, me. yeah, no, for like honestly, and no, like that's that's the thing, right? It's it's almost not so much as the words that they say, but just like the fact that uh like that that's how they use that information, right? Like because I, I've seen, I've seen other people do that, like, or like I've been in like situations or like seen people arguing with each other and seen like somebody just say like, oh, you know, something like like you described, like, oh, you know, that's why, that's why, uh, you know, your mama never loved you, and it's just like, whoa, like that's, yeah. it's like, come on, fam, and I mean, truthfully, I think I've seen it probably a, uh, like more times like within my family you know what i'm saying where like family kind of will get to a Ooh, point where they yeah. hit the belt Ooh. and because because they have all the ammunition exactly exact bro like i've seen my family absolutely go at it and it's like it's um it's brutal it's brutal but i mean but then i uh, you do feel like the family kind of can come back together but it's also your family versus somebody that you're voluntarily inviting into your life do you think that's a difference to it maybe i don't know um well i think i think with family you're kind of forced because it's that whole well blood is thicker than water and yeah i remember like even like growing up like when i used to fight my brothers um and my dad used to find out he used to make us hug each other i don't want to yeah. I, I hate him right now i don't want to hug him facts facts 
Like my dad, like for I feel like I got more whoopings for fighting my brother than anything else that I did growing up. Yeah. Like that was that was a no go. That was a no fly zone. Yeah. Still did it, but yeah, you're supposed to be fighting other people and not fighting each other. Exactly. exactly. And exactly. it was four boys too. What? Man. Well, it was me and my brother, and we was a you know 14 months apart, G. You already know. Yeah. Hands yeah. was thrown, bro. Exactly. That's like me and my brothers. They're, we're 19 months apart. And, you know, and, and I don't think Josh listens regularly to this podcast. He was getting at work, G. <laughs> I, was, I, I was rocking his world. We had the boxing gloves, bro. He ain't got hands. He ain't got hands like that. I think that's why he do so much CrossFit now. Because he just is traumatized. Because his older brother would bless him with these hands, bro. <laughs> he get blessed. He still get blessed to this day. To this day. Oh man, man! We're the, wow, we really, uh, we really went in on that one, didn't we? Yeah, insecure dad to you. Yeah, well, that, that's the that's the that's the beauty of the show, right? So, yeah. So, all right, dog. You uh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so current events. Uh, we, we kind of wanted to highlight some, like our, like uh, bonus episode and, uh, even. When we started talking about this podcast, it's been it's been like heavy times, so we kind of wanted to talk about something more positive things that we've seen that even though it may have been few and far between, um, the, like past couple of weeks or past couple of days, something positive that that we have both kind of witnessed or been a part of. So, um, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, yeah, I'll go first. Why not? Okay. Um, so I guess there's a couple things, right? We started we started the show off, um, you know, talking about how a lot of people have kind of come out of the woodworks or, you know, really made that extra effort to just reach out and and share their sympathies, their empathy, their love for you know any of their friends of color or just to you know actively want to educate themselves. So that's the one big thing. Um, shoot. Uh, Another one um, is, you know, we're seeing all these videos of the protests and the riots and everything. And, you know, I've actually come across a couple where, you know, I think it was police officers in Flint, Michigan. Um, like the police chief came out, was talking to the crowd of people, and they actually all went on a march together. So the police officers were, were marching side by side with the protesters um, in that case. I thought that was really powerful. Um, because even the message that they were trying to say is like, yo, listen, like we're doing our jobs, but we think this shit's fucked up too. Like we, we see what's going on. We're not oblivious to it. We're a part of these communities. We've come from these communities. We have people that are active in these communities. Like we don't want to see y'all tear shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't want to seem like it's us against y'all. So let's like march and do something constructive. Um, I think that was one of the positive things I saw. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I think those are the the first couple. I'll, I'll I'll think of some others, but what do you what do you got? Um, for me, two things. Both of them happened today. So just before we started recording our podcast, like you said, we were on um, Instagram Live, yeah. and today today's Instagram Live, like we do every week before we record, uh, we did like the live donation thing where people. Um, watching our live can kind of donate and um, so we, this 
donation button was to give money to the bail fund. Yep. And the bail project, yeah. That's right, the bail project. And basically, it's for protesters who get arrested and they can't post bail. Um, it's a fund, basically, to raise money to get them um, out of jail. And um, going into it, I was like, okay, this it's a good idea. Maybe we'll get, you know, a couple of dollars. I think we went on live for, what, 90 minutes? No, an hour. hour. It was one hour, hour yeah. In one hour, we raised almost eight hundred dollars. Yeah, um, man, incredible. So that, that, was, that, that was huge. Like, I, I had incredible. no idea people were gonna donate that much money. So, like, that was amazing. I just thank you, everyone who you know who donated. Um, so that yep. that was one really big thing that I was super proud of. For, you know, people who kind of you know are listeners of the show. Yep. Or just friends of ours who don't even listen to the show. Who just exactly. logged, in, logged into our our um our live or follow us on yeah. Instagram. And then the second is today, well, not today anymore on the East Coast, but um June first is my mom's birthday, her sixty sixth birthday. Hey, uh, shout out to moms. Yeah, so it was just good to see her. Um I usually call her or we, we call each other. Um, actually FaceTimed her today. Uh, so when I FaceTimed her, uh, she was at the house with uh, two of my brothers, one of the twins, and uh, my youngest brother and my brother's girlfriend. They were all at the house just chatting. And it's like, oh, let's see what Tony's doing. And they FaceTimed me. So it was good mm-hmm. to see everyone. Um, Mom looks happy. Uh, she's healthy, so happy about that you know when your parents get like you know start getting up there in age you start to worry about them more and more because you start to see like their mortality you know when you're younger you think like oh live you know, forever parents, yeah like yeah. i'm 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 five so my mom has to be like 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 15 right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> nah so, fam <laughs> yeah so now i'm definitely having she was 27 so uh sure yeah, my mom's getting up there, so it was just good to see her in good spirit. She dyed her hair. Her hair is blonde now. What? Like, Dude, my is... mom dyed her hair blonde, too, G. What's up with that? I don't know. Parents out here just doing what they want. Like, who, who told did, you to do this? Did she dye it herself, or did she, like, get it done done? Uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, my sister, or probably my brother's girlfriend, probably did it for her. True. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Your mom was funny, bro. She out here yeah, trying to be fly, she is, G. It's funny. Quick story, like... I remember growing up, she always told all my brothers uh, that we could not get tattoos. And I remember when I first crossed and I got brands, she was so mad at me when I got when she saw my brands. Because you, you got you got a couple like you got like what seven brands now, right? All right I only got four, and one and oh, one you can't oh, one you can't oh, even tell it's a brand anymore. Uh, but like the two, I, when I first got it, I got two: one on my forearm and one on my left bicep. So okay, uh, she for sure saw that she was mad, but that stands for her. Us, her not wanting us to get tattoos. And then I went, okay. to college, went to grad school, came home. This is 2008 when my mm-hmm. aunt died. My mom's my mom's the oldest and her younger sister died. Okay. She went to, didn't tell anybody, she went and got two tattoos. I'm like, what? Like, what? Like that, that same year I went and got tattoos. Like, no way, you can get one, I'm getting my first tattoo. Like, what? Where where her, her ta- where are her tattoos? She got like a neck tattoo and like a, a rib she, cage, a thigh. She, she got a thigh tattoo. She got <laughs> <laughs> she got she got her sister's name on her arm. Okay. And I was like, like right okay, bicep joint, like the yeah, bicep right, joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, that's that, that's that's cool. That's cool. Then she has a uh, a Eve tattoo. You're lying to me. Not, not, not the paw prints, but like she has a butterfly. Like here. <laughs> yeah. My mom's wild, yo. I'm about to say, yo, mom's uh, she a young sixty six. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she ain't old, bro. But yeah, it was it, that's something really positive. It was good seeing him because you know, um, two years, well, three years ago, I told my mom that I was gonna try to come home a lot more. I used to just come home once a year. Yeah, and then so I told my mom I was gonna come home in the summertime and in Christmas time. So with COVID, um, I'm not gonna be able to come home this summer. So it was just good seeing everyone. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, man. Happy birthday to your mom, man. That's dope, dude. I'm glad to hear she's healthy and doing well. So yeah, no, that's definitely a positive. Uh, you know, thanks for shouting out the the fun the 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 little fundraiser or or the charity thing we did earlier. You know, it in all of these times, right? Like we've talked about, you know, some of the more negative things and how it's made us feel, but you know, to be one hundred with you. Like just being a part of that, you know, bringing people in with us while we were having the conversation, like that—that that made me feel amazing, you know. Just to see people want to support so actively and 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 be a part of the conversation, like shit was dope. And you can see it on my personal Instagram page right now at uh, John Bowie. Um, there's a series for the Summer 16 podcast. You guys can watch it back there. Ignore the first couple of minutes. I was smacking that gum so hard. <laughs> like I listened back and I was like, yo, this is obnoxious. But you know, you can fast forward a little bit. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Y'all ain't got y'all ain't going nowhere, right? Y'all in the house. Listen to it. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh it was an incredibly powerful feeling. So just to see people care and you know get a part of the conversation, man. You know, and let's keep it up, right? That is, it doesn't have to stop there, right, Tunde? You know, we can oh, yeah. we can make that like a weekly thing we do. There's also a lot of really cool ideas that people brought up while we were chatting, um, and stuff that we hope to implement, you know, as a part of our show. So we'll leave it at that. If you didn't see the Instagram live, we don't need to keep putting ourselves on blast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, not, let's not keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we got uh, we got some dope shit in the works, man. So. Let's keep going, man. We we, we appreciate y'all so much. Um, so, yeah, anything else you got, dog? No, that's it. Uh, I think that's a good place to kind of head into our AVM section. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, you know, everybody, every week, uh, we try to bring you our AVM suggestions. Uh, that's audio, visual, mental, things that... We listened to, saw, or, or made us think. Um, I think part of the motivation this week is kind of just leaning into that uh, escapism to a degree, but also, you know, finding ways to stay aware, um, you know, really kind of lean into the history of the country, lean into the history of our people, um, and then try to find something inspiring to take out of it. Um, and so, uh, Tundi, let me go the first this time for AVM. Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, cool, cool, cool. So uh, this week, I was trying to find things for a little bit of uplift. Um, So for my audio, I went to a 2015 instant classic, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. For sure, Um, yo. Listen, man, like 
when you want to talk about timeless project, almost unfortunately so, right? Like the fact that, you know, five years ago, the same stuff that he's talking about then is, if not more relevant now and was relevant 50 years ago. Um, there's a lot of songs that kind of tap into a lot of the different emotions, whether it's, you know, loving yourself with, you know, tracks like I, or it's that, um, you know, that love of being black of like, you know, the black of the berry type tracks. Um, what else, man? All right. All right. is just forever an anthem to me. Like oh, I put that on repeat, bro. Like all my life, I has to fight nigga. Like forever forever like banger so to pimp a butterfly kendrick lamar um undefeated undefeated um for my visual uh, i wanted to try to find something that didn't just completely bum me out you know i didn't want to go documentary route or anything like that um but i went back and rewatched um some of the episodes of trigger warning uh, have you seen that show with killer mike I've seen like the first four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah, and so trigger warning is really interesting because, like, obviously we can sit here and talk about all the different problems we see in the black community, and you know, oh, how the you know African Americans buying power is, you know, greater than that of many nations. Um, but it's it's only kept it within the black community for six hours, whereas other races or groups of people keep it in there for two, three, four weeks at a time. Um, and so like, there's little, there's parts that make you laugh. There's parts that'll teach you something and open your eyes. Uh, I think one of my favorite episodes or one of the more famous ones is when he compares like the old, the, the white biker gang, the hell's angels and how America kind of glorifies them and how they've kind of quote unquote legitimized themselves with merchandise and stuff. Um, and then he tries to do something similar oh, for the yeah. bloods and the crips and the he, sodas. Yeah, so he tries to make yeah. like cola and blood pop or whatever, and just to see like people's instant reactions to it, but then also how it kind of grew to something really positive. And you know, you could see it as um, something that could make a difference in, in the black community, and it was it's actually really insightful. So, trigger warning it's on Netflix, uh, hosted by Killer Mike. Um, what a great name to be hosting a politically. Political- <laughs> Uh, but you know they even had him up speaking in a, in, in Atlanta yesterday. Yeah, his um, speech was powerful. I mean, dude, I, I have I have the utmost respect for that guy. Like he's really using his platform to educate and, and, and inspire. So shout out to Killer Mike one time, yo. Which also I think Kendrick Lamar had a a a, a shout out to Killer Mike in his album too. He was like. Um, he said something like, motherfucker, if you did, then Killer Mike would be platinum or some shit. Oh, people miss when hip-hop was rapping. Motherfucker, if you did, then Killer Mike would be platinum. That's what he said. Um, okay, last uh, last one for my mental. It's an oldie but goodie. Um, still one of the most powerful inspirational books that I've read in my life. Um, the Autobiography of Malcolm X as Told to Alex Haley. Um, it's one book that I wanted to pick out. One, because uh, I think in all of these times, uh, I'm feeling way more Malcolm than I am Martin. Uh, For those who understand what I'm talking about, they get it. Um, And the one kind of misconception, I think everyone sees Martin Luther King as the the pacifist, uh, you know, turn the other cheek. And 
Malcolm X is the eye for an eye, you know, take no shit. And you wouldn't be completely wrong. Uh, but remember that both of these men were assassinated. Um, and going through reading this book, you'll get to see uh, a, a really insightful look into his life, um, his journey, how he went from that eye for an eye mentality. But then after opening his eyes and being exposed to the world beyond um, that, those opinions started to change. And the things that he was really talking about are just as powerful, if not more powerful than many of the leaders in the world. Yeah, you got it right there, Tunde. Listen, I think everybody should read this book in their life. Like whether you care about race issues or not, like just like his words and with Alex Haley, like, you know, helping go through it. Like, come on, man. You know, the it's it's incredibly amazing. So the autobiography of Malcolm X is told to Alex Haley. Um, get it. Read it. Do it. It's fire. All right, Timmy. Your turn, my guy. All right. So uh, for my audio, I um... – <laughs> what can I say? What can I say about this guy? Cocaine like, raps. <laughs> man. Freddie Gibbs, yo. Ah, Freddie Gibbs album. He dropped the album on Friday. It's called Alfredo. It's an album with um, Alchemist. Ah, it, first of all, the album is only 35 minutes. And it's, That's all you need. That's all you need. All you need. No Otherwise, you'd overdose. Otherwise, you'd yeah. overdose, G. I know, right? So, uh, I don't know, like, if you've been listening to like my audio recommendations, I love cocaine rap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of you know, Pusha. I'm a big fan of Griselda. So, you know, it was only right that I uh, give Gibbs some shine. Um, so, title track 1985. Like, if you watched it, the Michael, Doc- Michael, Jack- Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan documentary. Uh, you'll get the reference where I think the first two episodes it talks about like how bad the bulls were and like they basically called the bulls before Jordan got there the, the traveling cocaine circus yeah so so like basically the hook talks about like he's Jordan 85 he travels with oh, <laughs> he's a child of cocaine circus but anyways oh, uh, so good so uh, another set out track Scotty Beam if you don't know who Scotty Beam is slap yourself uh, basically, say he wants a woman like Scotty Beam, and Scotty Beam is just fucking amazing. Um, you got to tell the people who he, who they are though, just in case they uh, actually don't know who she is. She's um, I don't know what to describe her as. She's on Hot ninety seven, right? Or she, she was. was. She was she on Sandra the Culture. She's a model for Nike. Uh, she's a model. Period. I think Wilhelmina uh, model. Um, uh. I don't know. She's. I just pulled her up on she, Instagram. She's influential. She's very thoughtful. Like she speaks her mind, and like I, you know, she always obviously she looks good. She's a model, but um, is that accurate? Like, Do all models look good? Okay. I mean, Scotty Beam does. Scotty Beam does, but I'm, you know, that's not. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let me not say that. Guaranteed she looks good. She's a baddie. Yeah. For sure, I just pulled up her Instagram. She's even, she's even fire, even more fire on her Instagram. 
and like, the thing that I like about her is that she looks like you could actually see her in like in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like she's fine, but she's also like she almost seems like oh, like I could meet you. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like she's also very like. I say, I say this. She's a uh, she's very conscious. Yes. Yeah. Um, in touch. In touch. Yeah. Yeah. So that that song is super dope to me. Uh, and you know, the Frank Lucas track with with Benny. Obviously, obviously, man. When Benny when Benny gets on his shit though, and like talking about he got he got two or everything. Psh, listen, yo. Um, Tyler got a dope track. Comedy got so, dope something to write, something to rap about, man. That's the that's man. the heat on there, bro. Listen, something yo, to rap about. It's ten songs. He has four features. He has Rick Ross, um, Benny, Tyler, and Conway. I like the fact that he put Tyler. I mean, not Tyler. I, I like the fact that he put Conway and Benny on different tracks too. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for so, sure. He's like let them get their own shine. But yeah, uh, that's my audio. If you haven't. Uh, check it out, uh, Freddie Gibbs, um, Alfredo. When we were prepping, dog, I was so hurt that you had already listened to the album because I was definitely gonna do it. I was like, "Yo, listen, I got one for my guy Tunde G. Like, <laughs> he loved the cocaine raps. Like, I listened to Alfredo as soon as it dropped, bro. He got Benny on there. Like, Tyler goes crazy, and you was like, "Oh yeah, dog. Like, I'm definitely um, doing Alfredo." And I was like, "Damn it, damn it." I, I, I think since it came out, I've listened to the album. Straight through at least six or seven times. Freddie is underrated, bro. Yeah, super. Uh, and if you haven't, uh, sidebar, um, Kenny Beats. Kenny Whoa, Beats. Well, he, he has a YouTube channel. Check out Freddie Gibbs' episode. Super good. Yo, yo, The Cave. The channel, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the series is called The Cave. Yeah. Um, so my visual is a new YouTube series. Not YouTube. I keep, not YouTube, um, Netflix series called History 101. Uh, I'm a big fan of history. Um, no, in, no. in in high school, it was my favorite subject. I would have majored it in college, but I wanted to actually try to make some money. So mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't major in history. But this this series is super good. Um, it talks about a variety of topics, but it doesn't. It pulls a little punch, but it doesn't pull like all the punches. So like, it tells it how it is. Um, so like, the first episode it talks about fast food and um, our like the history of fast food. Like, like I learned something. I have learned something in every episode. Like, I didn't know. Like, for instance, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was founded in Salt Lake City. I didn't know that. Um, really? Yeah. So that so that basically it, it it talks about that episode talks about fast food and like how it makes um like people in America unhealthy and obese and, and all that stuff, whatever, right? And then so uh standard episodes are oil in the Middle East and basically what oil is and how oil got to the Middle East, which is really interesting because in the Middle East that whole area where was there's a desert that used to be an inland sea. But mm. um it talks about that. It talks about uh, our obsession in the world of plastic. There's an episode on, on robots, episode on China and how China got so big as it is today. But it's it's a really good series. So if you're a fan of history or just a fan of wanting to know why things in the world are the way they are now, um, 
you should check it out. And that is my Visual History 101 on Netflix. So my mental, which I mentioned in the IG Live, is a book called The Nigger Factory. Nigger with a E-R. <laughs> oh, thanks for clarifying for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by Gil Scott Heron, uh, the poet, activist, uh, singer, writer, basically... He's most known for like his spoken word, but like he does a little bit of everything. So he wrote a book. This book is is a work of fiction, but it I think it's based it's loosely based on the events that um, happened with at the Kent State massacre and the shootings or the the massacre at Jackson State University. Um, basically, you know, in the sixties, yes, students who protested on campus so for various reasons. Um, whether, whether it be civil rights, voting rights, uh, protesting in Vietnam. And just like today, when there's unrest or protest, the powers that, 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 that be will like to call in the National Guard. Wow. And um, it, well, this, is, this actually happened at Kent State and Jackson State University. Um, National Guard ends up killing students on campus. Um, and so this book is loosely based on that, and it's at a fictional school called Sutton University in Virginia, and it's, and it's an HBCU. Students are um, basically uh, protesting the the president of the school. The president contacts the the governor, and governor calls in um, the National Guard. And it kind of plays on how HBCU presidents were like in the '60s, where you like we like, look back and with you know you look back in, in history and say, oh, you know these people who did the freedom rides or lunch counter sit-ins, they were heroes, and, and we kind of like to like kind of deify them like today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back but back then, like they weren't as popular as you might think within the black community. Like, especially mm. like the Freedom Riders, like you have presidents of these universities who were like, they wanted to keep the status quo and not, you know, like tip the boat over. So they would like expel these students. I mean, like, I mean, th that's perfect, dog. I mean, even when you think about the history of our fraternity and how they wanted to get started, you know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't just like, oh, you want to make an organization for, for like-minded black men? Like, that's a great idea. Like, nah, fam, like. Exactly. They thought that that was going to be causing a problem, and so at an HBCU, you know, right? At a the HBCU, let some people tell it, right? Like, yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. Um, you think about students, like not students, young people today, and like the anger that they feel, and uh, how some some people might think that that anger is is misgu misguided. Or they could do what they could be doing something else, and no one else has a better idea of how they they should protest. But anyways, it talks about how the National Guard gets called in and ends up killing some students. So, um, for anyone who thinks it's a good idea for the president of our country to call in or governors to call in National Guard or the military to come to these <sighs> citizens, um, just know that this is how it it has gone terribly wrong in the past, and. In this work of fiction, it shows how it can still go terribly wrong. So um, it's a really good book. Uh, check it out. 
the nigger, the nigger factory by Gil Scott Heron. <laughs> Even the name is just so I jarring. Mean, because it's a, it's, it's, it's a quote in the book, and like it's that's what they used to call HBCUs. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, listen, you ain't gotta explain to me. Um, ooh, could we? Could this be on the? Oh, never mind. I gotta be quiet. I don't want to give anything away, but you know, good suggestions, Tunde. Thank you so much. This is great. All right. All right so you, yeah, add it to the list. Add it to the list. Um, all right, you ready to bring it on home, dog? Yep. Sure. All right. All right, everybody. So now that we've left you guys with our AVM recommendations, we've tried to be as positive and uplifting as possible through this episode. Um, as always, man, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Instagram live. If you were able to make that, thank you everybody who participated and donated to the, to the bail project. Um, you know, we're really trying to take our platform and do something positive with it during all of this time of hurt and confusion and frustration and, you know, any other emotion you can think of. Um, so with that being said, you can always stay connected with us. You know, please uh, shoot us an email at summer16podcast at gmail.com. We have our show's Instagram page, summer16pod, and even our Facebook page, summer16podcast. The links will be in the description. Um, we love to hear from you guys, you know, and let's keep this conversation going. A, a lot of people are feeling a lot of different things, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, as always, you know, if you enjoyed the content, you want to help us continue to grow, provide better shows as we go forward, don't hesitate to, you know, throw a little something, something towards our cash app, dollar sign, summer 16 pod, anything helps and we are forever grateful. And so that's our, that's our show episode, uh, episode 10. Um, until next time, y'all stay safe out there. Shit's crazy. All right, y'all. See y'all later. Peace. Peace. Yeah.